What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. Tonight, it is April 30th. We just wrapped up the NFL draft, and this one's going to all be about the, the Packers 2022 draft class. I think we came out really, really well in this video. First, I just want to say cheers. Uh, if you're watching this, have a have a cold one, have a mixed drink, whatever you need. I feel really good about this draft class, guys. I'm super excited about what they did uh, pretty much at, at every point of this draft. Got a lot of good depth here. I think if what we're going to do in this video, I'm going to kind of just walk through each player. Uh, we'll look at his NFLDraft.com uh, profile. I'll show some RAS scores, and I'll just kind of show uh, and dis just discuss where what these players are going to be doing and, uh, and how they're going to fit with our team this year. So let's hop into the screen share. And uh, here is the, the overall haul. Uh, we ended up with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 total players. We ended up making two trades in the day. Of course, we made the big trade on the second day for Christian Watson. Uh, and then we actually ended up trading uh, in the fifth round with the Denver Broncos to move around a few places. Uh, but this is it, man. We, we have Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt, the Georgia boys, of course, in the round one defensive start, uh, and then trade uh, trade up in the second round to go get Christian Watson, our starting wide receiver, and the new darling. Uh, he's going to be the guy to watch all summer in training camps. Come into the third round to get Sean Ryan, potential starting guard, a tackle. We'll see what he can do for us. Another wide receiver, Romeo Dobbs. Uh, from Nevada here, really good length, six foot two, 200 pounds, uh, plays really fast and strong. Zach Tom, another offensive lineman here uh, that could potentially, it sounded like he was one of the steals of our draft class. So I, I think he could come in and play left guard, right guard, maybe tackle. He's going to just be, again, the Packers have this kind of mold of having really versatile uh, offensive linemen that can play more than one spot. So Zach Tom seems to be like one of our best picks. Uh, we get an edge rusher. Only one edge rusher was a little bit interesting. Kingsley and Nagbari apparently he goes by JJ uh, from South Carolina. We got a potential special teamer in Tariq Carpenter. He's more of a, a hybrid safety linebacker. You have Jonathan Ford, defensive lineman, uh, can kind of play inside. Uh, and just a big dude. He's huge. We'll get to him in a bit. Uh, Rashid Walker, another fun offensive lineman. And then one of my favorite picks, one, to me, it was the best seventh round pick that we made and, and maybe in the whole seventh round, Samare Toure from Nebraska. Hyper fun uh, strong player, and he, he played at Montana for a little bit before transferring to, to Nebraska, but we'll look at him when we get there. Uh, now, I guess I want to just show you guys uh, what we ended up with getting for, I guess, starting players and where these guys are going to fit. Of course, the green players are the new rookies. Uh, this is ourlads.com. They have all the depth charts for all the teams, and they do a really good job showing you guys who the rookies are. Uh, they even say, you know, uh, Christian Watson, the 22, that was the season we got him in, and that's the round that we selected him in. So Christian Watson, one new starter technically on the offensive uh, side of the ball here, but you look at the backups we were able to add, Romeo Dobbs here, uh, maybe the sixth or the seventh wide receiver. They're actually putting Sammy Watkins on the, the secondary list here. Uh, you also see the two linemen that we ended up taking, Sean Ryan and Zach Tom. These guys going to compete for those left and right guard positions, and we'll see about the right tackle position as well. I don't know. All the depth charts I've seen have Elton Jenkins starting at right tackle. Not sure if that's going to hold up. Uh, they don't. They they don't list Rasheed Walker on here. I'm not sure where he's going to slide in, but again, I'm feeling really really strong about the Packers uh, right now. They have. Uh, eight guys, basically eight players that I really like as far as offensive linemen in the rotation. We'll see if Jake Hansen, Cole Van Lannon, and Rasheed Walker can make it nine or ten. Uh, and that's pretty much it for the offensive side of the ball. 
We scroll on down here to the defensive side. Of course, Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker are going to step right in uh, and be starting contributors for us. Uh, really strong here because it's going to make our free agent, Jaron Reed, not have to be a starter. Or it could be, you know, Dean Lowry. We might even see Devontae Wyatt start at nose tackle. We'll see. Uh, but now we have a four-way kind of group here at the defensive end uh, positions. And then you're going to see Jonathan Ford. We'll see if he can uh, make, make some noise here uh, on the defensive line as well. There's Inagbare, uh, you know, one of the backup edge rushers. We still have Jonathan Garvin, who I'm expecting a lot from. Uh, and I still like Tipo Galea. He showed some nice promise uh, back in, in, in former preseasons. Uh, but as far as starters, again, we ended up with with technically three, Watson, Wyatt, and Walker, the W the Ws. Uh, but you end up looking at the players that are, are backups right now, Romeo Dubes, uh, Sean Ryan, potential starter, Zach Tom, potential starter, uh, and then Kingsley, who's going to be in a, our third best pass rusher, perhaps, in, in some packages here. So really, really, really enjoying this class. you got one, two, three, four guys as backups, three starters, uh, and some special teams players. So a lot of fun. Let's get into it. I'm going to start off with our first round pick, uh, uh, round one, pick number 22. Uh, that's Quay Walker. He was one of the biggest risers. Uh, going into the draft, he snuck into the first round. It does say he will be an average starter here, so I'm not sure. I, I don't really love NFL.com's grades here, but by land zero, and let me just kind of read you what we got here. Walker had to wait his turn at Georgia, uh, but he has become a well-schooled, instinctive linebacker ready for the game. He has good size and clear eyes from the second level with a talent for recognizing play design. He plays disciplined, team-oriented football, but is unlikely to become a top-level playmaker as a pro. His chase speed and body control are just average when ranging tackle or covering in space. Walker is dependable and consistent and projects as a good backup with eventual starter potential at inside linebacker. So I'm not sure. I I, I think this is kind of a, a lazy a lazy look at him. I know a lot of people like Nicobe Dean, but man, you're going to put Koi Walker right next to Devondre Campbell. I think really, really good things are going to happen. And then let me actually pull up here because I have, uh, let me switch my, my screen share here. I'm going to share it. And I just want to show you guys, I have, <clears throat> I have assembled all of the, the RAS scores. I don't know where it went though. Um, actually, well, let's just go back here. I'm going to type in over here, uh, Quay Walker RAS. <clears throat> and we'll pull it up because you, you, you'll see uh, Brian Gutenkus, he has a thing uh, about RES scores. If you don't know what these are, these are relative athletic scores. He's uh, a 10's the best you can score. I mean, a nine is really strong, and that's typically what the Packers draft. They get they get guys that are super athletic. So uh, six foot three, 240, uh, strong broad jump here. And you look at his, what, what these numbers are over here. He has elite 40 yard dash times, 20 splits, and 10 splits. He is he is phone book quick, really agile, uh, one of the best horizontal linebackers. And this is going you guys are gonna see just in, in, a, in a game or two into the season, you're gonna be like, okay, Quay Walker makes plays. Go watch the tape. He uh, once he touches someone, they're usually going down. So I, I really enjoyed watching Quay Walker's tape. Um, don't really just um, don't really agree with NFL.com's take on him, <clears throat> uh, but they are listing him, you know, as some strengths here. He's instinctive with confident eyes in the box, plays with lively, ready feet, quick recognition in res into response, mirrors runners' lane choice from his perch recognizes blocking scheme and play design, sees past climbing blockers, snappy hands to play off blocks quickly, keeps outside shoulder uncovered, consistent hustle away from the ball, reliable, face up tackler near the line. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, putting him next to Campbell, he doesn't need to be the the, the all-star linebacker on this team uh, at the moment right now. He just needs to kind of be the Robin to Devondre's Batman. So really strong pick. And I think one of the best parts about this pick that's really underrated 
Chris Barnes was our starter here at the left inside linebacker position. He's he's a special teams ace. You know, he's he's going to be now focused on special teams. If he's backing up, you know, Quay or Devonder, that's great. If he ever needs to come in, but uh, you're probably going to see Chris Barnes be the, the the head, you know, the captain of the special teams units for the most part. So it's kind of a uh, one. It helps our starting defense get better, and it helps our special teams because we got Chris Barnes back. So Quay Walker, I really like this pick. I didn't expect a linebacker for us to go this high, uh, but I had I had heard Quay Walker was starting to uh, to make a lot of buzz. But I want to get into our next pick this is our second pick of the first round here and that's Devonte wyatt now this was a guy if you watched my mock draft videos i was mocking Devonte wyatt at 22 or 28 he usually didn't fall to 28 and i think the packers were surprised that he fell to 28 uh in the real draft but we're talking about a six foot three 304 uh pound defensive tackle here uh 32 and a half inch arms and almost 10 inch hands uh this is going to be a fun pick he's going to play next to kenny clark and, and it seems like he's super excited to do so I will read you guys his bio. Wyatt was a four-star prospect from Decatur, uh, Georgia. When he signed with the Bulldogs, he went to Hutchinson Community College in 2017 uh, to improve his grades before heading to Athens. Wyatt played in 12 games as a reserve in 2018 uh, and played in 13 games with one start in 2019. He became a regular season starter in 2020 um and burst onto the scene as a first team all sec selection to lead the bulldogs national title run in 2021 39 tackles seven for loss two and a half sacks two forced fumbles and 14 starts uh and then we'll kind of read some more things here by lance zierlein um com comparing him to malik collins is interesting a uh, highly active, highly active defensive tackle with decent strength. Wyatt is made for movement and disruptions. He helped himself in 2021 with better tape against both the run and as a pass rusher. His lateral quickness is useful in beating zone blocks and sliding across the front in a game-based pass rush. Wyatt has adequate strength but struggles to withstand a second blocker. The straight, the traits are average, uh, but the effort is consistent, and Wyatt should fit nicely as a rotational gap-seeking three technique with disruptive flashes. So. Um, initial punch lands with some pop lateral quickness beats uh, move blocker to the spot uses slip rip for penetration into a gap locates ball carriers quickly when two gapping hustles around the field looking to make a play shows urgency in locating a pass blockers edge enough lower body strength to plow through uh, redirect blocks above average change of direction inside pocket so uh, I'm pretty excited about this they're saying he's eventually going to be a plus starter but man we're going to slot him again he's going to slot in right here next to Kenny Clark um, and I think they're going to be they're going to be loose with how these guys. It's going to be Lowry, Lowry, Clark, Wyatt, and Jared Reed. They're going to be loose with these guys and, and figure out how to get the best guys on the field in, in the best scenarios. Uh, but Devonte Wyatt, uh, let's check out his RAS score. And you can find pretty much all the pack, uh, the RAS uh, scores. I usually just type in the player's name and add the RAS to it. Uh, and then it's this Kentley Platt. This is the guy who uh, who, who who does all the RAS scores for us. And you can see here another 9.56 out of Georgia. These, they're actually downgrading because of his size. They're saying he's not big enough. He's six foot two, almost six foot three. He's about 304 pounds. They're saying he's almost too small for defensive tackle. Uh, but I remember, I remember a Packer defensive tackle. You guys might, you guys re might remember him. He goes by the name of Mike Daniels, who was uh, somewhat undersized. And he was beast, but you look at all the elite numbers over here, 40 yard dash elite, 20 yard split elite, 10 yard split elite. Uh, and then the agility grades here, his shuttle was pretty good, but his three cone was elite as well as his broad jump. So you're looking at a really athletic player here. Again, he's, he's small. They're going to, we're going to call him small uh, at six foot three, three Oh four. 
Uh, but I'm super excited about Devontae Wyatt. I know he had uh, some some questionable things in his past, but it seems like that was all vetted out by the Packers, and they are not concerned. So I don't think we should be concerned either. But I, so again, the the issue was everyone wanted a wide receiver in the first round after after the Lions traded up to get Jamison Williams at 12. I think I think the Packers were like, okay, like we wanted we wanted Jamison. I think he was their number one receiver on the board. Um, and just moving up in the first round this year just didn't make sense. I'm actually very, very proud that we stood pat at 22 and 28. We, It's going to be a different team this year, guys. The, the Packers' defense is going to win us a lot of games, almost like it did in 2019, Matt LaFleur's first season. So you're going to see uh, – I just, I just love the attention to go more defense, make your strength even stronger, and then, uh, and then we'll look at the offense in the second round here. So let's go on here to Christian Watson. <laughs> we're going to look at Christian Watson, our second round pick. And again, the Packers. So we, we were chilling with picks 53 and 59 uh, in the draft here. You get rid of both of those picks and uh, you move all the way up to 34. Surprisingly, this was a trade with the Minnesota Vikings as well. So the Vikings, cheers. Thank you guys for giving us Christian Watson. I think we'll have the last laugh with this one. But anyways, what's, what is Christian Watson? What can we expect from him? He's going to slot right in as an outside wide receiver. You're going to have Alan Lazard uh, and Randall Cobb in the slot. Uh, really good blocker. Let's take a look here. It says he will eventually be an average starter. And almost actually, before I even get to this, let's just look at his uh, his RAS because <laughs> I think I think you guys will understand the the urgency to go up and get this guy because we are going to be looking at a pretty high score of a 9.96. This ranked, I guess, that's the important thing here too. Out of uh, 2,768 wide receivers in the last bajillion years here to 1987. He ranks 12th. He's the most 12th most athletic receiver dating back to 1987. Uh, outstanding here. So his only uh, non-elite metrics are his weight, a little bit undersized, 208, but he's a 22-year-old kid. He's going to gain some weight and muscle uh, at the next level. Uh, look at a guy like Devontae Adams who put on a lot of muscle uh, in his time here. Uh, and then his agility grade is 7.29 in the shuttle. The cone a little bit slower here. But you look at his 40-yard dash of 4.36, the 20 split, 2.45, and the 10 split, 1.45. All of these are just damn near off the charts. Uh, and his vertical jump, 38.5, broad jump, 11 uh, foot four here. Just some nasty, nasty numbers here. Uh, so you're getting, we're, we're probably getting the most athletic receiver in the draft this year in Christian Watson. Let me read you guys some of his, uh, some of his best traits uh, for you. So before I get into that, I just want to kind of read, um, I guess, the overview here by Lance Zierlein, a receiver prospect with intriguing measurables and a strong belief in the team aspect of the game. Watson possesses an alluring combination of size and speed. He showed off improved route running and catch strength in 2021. He is much more gifted than his opposition was at NDSU and needs to prove he can elevate his game against bigger, faster players at the next level. He plays hard and fast, but needs to add a few more pounds and to learn to impose his frame on the coverage. He's a field stretching option requiring a near requiring a linear linear route tree and project as a capable wide receiver three or four with more work. The strength here, his father played safety in the NFL. I don't know why that's a safe uh, a strength, I guess it's bloodlines. Very good blend of size, speed, and length. Touchdown production through air, ground, and return game. Plays fast, but from snap to the whistle. Displays foot quickness, displays foot quickness for takeoff versus press. 
added some route polish in 2021, leverages defender's hips before cutting the opposite way, maintained acceleration through route stem, effective separation talent and linear route tree, improved hand strength on contested catches. So uh, I did want to kind of pull up Christian Watson's um, college stats. He didn't really, he's not going to blow you away with his college stats. And I think that's just a product of uh, North Dakota State not really uh, blowing you away with their stats. Uh, they are primarily a running team, really dominant team, by the way, too. Uh, these guys uh, tend to win a lot of games here. I'm looking for the Christian Watson college stats here. I guess we'll just go to gobison.com. Um, so his stats, hopefully this is going to be just fine. Come on. Does not want to work. I'm trying to pull up the Christian Watson stats. All right, sorry, website. Let's go to this one. Um, so here we go. So in 2021, 43 receptions, 801 yards, and seven touchdowns. Um, I'm not seeing his rushing stats in here. Not sure what happened in 2020. I, I, I'm only two receptions for eight yards. Uh, in 2019, though, 34, 732 yards, and six touchdowns. Uh, I'm looking for any other. So that's just his receiving stats. I wish it would show more. Um, he does have, he did have 114 rushing yards last year and a rushing touchdown. He can do some kick returns, uh, which, which is interesting. And he did score eight total touchdowns, uh, 1142 all-purpose yards. So uh, he does have a lot of playmaking ability, excited about that. And basically, we're just, we're going to see what he can do. Um, we read that one. Uh, I just want to read his player bio here on NFL.com. He's been one of the most explosive receivers at the FCS level since getting on the field at NDSU. Uh, as a redshirt freshman, he helped the Bison win yet another national title by contributing in 14 games, uh, just a couple game, uh, just a couple games of starting there. Watson was a second-team All-Missouri Valley Conference selection in 2019, leading the eventual national champs with 34 receptions, 732 yards, uh, while scoring six times in 16 games. Um, also had some rushing stats in that year, along with a couple kick returns. He was first team all MVFC selection at receiver, um, one TD and a second team return specialist in 2020. So interesting, his 2020 stats weren't correlating on that other website. So he went 19 receptions for 442 yards, one TD receiving, uh, and then he did have 116 yards rushing, and then a second team return specialist with uh, some some punt return or some kick returns uh, for touchdowns there. So only 10 games, eight starts uh, in the team's lone game in the fall and its 2020 spring schedule. Watson garnered second team Associated Press FCS All American accolades: 43 catches, 801 yards, seven TDs. He had an 18.6 yard per catch, which is pretty stout. Uh, one rushing touchdown in there. Uh, and we're, we're getting a gamer, guys. I'm super excited about this. I think you should go watch some tape, see what he can do. Uh, and again, just keep in mind, he didn't have to play. Uh, he didn't play at a big school where they had to, you know, air it out. Uh, but again, we're getting a six foot four, 208 pounder who can do whatever uh, we ask. So let's move on to our next pick. We're looking at the offensive lineman here out of UCLA, Sean Ryan. And again, Sean Ryan, he came in here and he himself had a pretty good RAS score. Let's take a peek at that. Uh, for an offensive lineman, this is a fantastic score. Uh, he ends up with 8.26 uh, ranking. This ranked 200 out of 1,146 offensive tackles going back to 1987. So he's one of the better uh, offensive tackles as far as athletically. And his only knock is that he's not very tall. But everything else, you know, vertical and broad are, are explosive. His, his run metrics are, are pretty good. And he's got a really great three cone. 
So uh, he's, uh, he's, he's looking really good there. Let's go ahead and read some of his stuff. So they're saying good backup with the potential to develop into starter. He's going to come in and probably play guard for the Packers here. Uh, he has three years of left tackle experience, offers guard talent with tackle potential in a pinch. So, again, he's primarily going to be looking at left guard, right guard uh, to start the season. But, again, if he needs to play right tackle, he's going to be in competition for that. So expect Ryan to, uh, to, to see what he can do at the guard or the right tackle position. Uh, just to the, the sake of time here. Uh, I'm going to kind of move on quickly, but I really like this pick, Sean Ryan. We didn't have to move up for him. Uh, we're just able to collect him at the end of the third round. I'm excited about the guy here from UCLA. Uh, moving into the fourth round here, exciting pick here, wide receiver Romeo Dubes uh, out of Nevada, pick number 132. Let's go take a peek at his RAS score. RAS. So Romeo is a six foot two wide receiver, 200 pounds, uh, incomplete RAS score I have here. So no metrics. He didn't really do any testing here. He does not qualify for RAS due to lack of measurement. So my bad there. Uh, but let's take a peek here at what we got here. Average backup or special teamer. So we're going to see him do some things on special teams, I think, this year. Projected in the fourth or fifth round, that's where we got him. Lance Zierlein says he will check the boxes for height, weight, and speed, but tightness in his lower half limits the upside. Dobbs has been a productive high-volume target with speed to separate deep, but he's a linear route runner who will struggle to elude NFL press and separate from tight man coverage over the first two levels. His toughness, ball skills, and special teams potential increase his chances of earning a backup role. So we're looking at a backup receiver, uh, but he's highly productive. He posted back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, labeled by scouts as tough and competitive with an alpha demeanor. He actually kind of reminded me, I don't know if you're seeing this, but he kind of reminded me a little bit of Devin Funches. So I think you, uh, if you put him, his body kind of in your mind, again, six foot two, 200 pounds, uh, Romeo Dubes, we'll see what he can do. A lot of fun here. Uh, just another receiver in the Packers weren't done drafting receivers after him, but here you, you see him slated as kind of uh, the backup to Alan Lazard. I think that's a strong play here. Uh, and he's going to mix, he's going to see the field at some point in the season. So uh, moving on to our other fourth round pick, Zach Tom out of Wake Forest, offensive guard, uh, pick number 140 overall. Uh, probably one of my favorite picks of the entire draft for the Packers. So Zach Tom, uh, he he ended up, whenever I was doing my PFF mock drafts, he was always kind of lingering. And Zach Tom comes in, gets a 9.68. So his size is poor. Six foot four, 304. Uh, but they're grading him as a, as a tackle. He's not going to be a tackle for the Packers. He could be a right tackle, uh, but essentially you're going to see him be kicked into the guard uh, position here. You see all of his timing and his measurements are elite. His vertical is broad, both elite scores. All of his timing and his running metrics, 40-yard dash, 20-yard split, 10-yard split, shuttle, and three-cone, all of them elite. We're talking about a player here. That ranks 38th out of 1,146 offensive tackles in the last, uh, you know, how, how many years back to 1987. So you're looking at a really strong player here. Let's take a peek here. Good backup with the potential to develop into a starter. 6.10 is his grade. Uh, let me just kind of read here. Excellent intelligence. Three-year starter with good durability. Makes fluid block adjustments in space. Easy slide from block to block combinations. Good base width and hip flexion. Uh, into defender as base blocker, utilizes firm independent hands and in pass protection, throws punch with intent and quickness, fluid and fast in mirroring a counter, pass protection from tackle position was eye-opening. 
Um, so interesting. If, if they're just going to knock him for his size, that's fine. He's going to be, again, he's going to be kind of pushed into the, they have him behind at the right tackle position. That can be his spot. But again, I think you're going to see Ryan, Zap, Tom, you're going to compete with John Runyon, Royce Newman, and see who can win the guard positions or the right tackle position. So I just love, I love the added competition here. Uh, moving on to our fifth round pick, we have Kingsley or JJ Inagbare out of South Carolina, defensive end, edge rusher, pick number 179. Uh, and again, he's going to be our number, he's technically our number three pass rusher on paper. He's going to compete with Jonathan Garvin, uh, who we uh, who we had drafted just a couple of years ago, and then Tipa Galea, the the free agent there. So we might, if, if we could sign another, uh, another backup there, I think we could in free agency. But here we go. We're looking at a 6.14 ranking, good backup with the potential to develop into a starter. So it seemed like his weight fluctuated in college a couple of times. Let's actually read some of his stuff. Um, and Nagbari is long and strong, but lacks explosiveness, which could create diverging opinions regarding his position and how best to play him. He's heavy handed and physical, but will never be confused for a playmaker on the edge. He's best suited as a cubicle defender, where his power and length can benefit him in smaller spaces. He has played heavier in the past and teams might ask him to pack the pounds on in order to compete as a run defending interior lineman in an odd or even front. So I think you're going to probably want him to slender down and get more leaned out so he can be faster and, and, and rush the passer above average length and upper body power punches with good knockback pop powerful slap to flip and clear blockers edge at point of attack uses his heavy hands to bully blockers potential to develop into five technique with more weight uh forceful demeanor fits the nfl game thud tackler stopping power so it seems like we got a guy here that could be a little bit versatile uh he can play inside he can also blitz uh, and play on the edge. So I'm excited about uh, Kingsley here. He didn't have the best RAS score, but again, that's kind of, it sounded like South Carolina was messing with his weight uh, and didn't really give him uh, the best advice on that part. Uh, but we'll move on here to our final seventh round picks. I'm going to kind of do these in one big group. Uh, so if you're just clicking on on the, you know, the, the tags in the YouTube video, uh, seventh round, the Packers ended up, so we traded back in the fifth round to get Kingsley. Uh, that was with the Denver Broncos. They threw us an extra seven. So we come out with Tariq Carpenter, who was one of our draft visits, Jonathan Ford, the defensive tackle, Rashid Walker, offensive tackle, and Samare Toure from Nebraska. So really strong seventh round class here. These guys are basically, that's that's like their headliners for their UDFA. So seventh round, you, you want to make sure you get these guys at your training camp. So let's take a peek here. Tariq Carpenter. They give him a 5.91 grade, but he's going to be a guy here that's going to play. Again, he played linebacker and safety for Georgia. Or he played safety for Georgia Tech, but we're going to probably see him project as a linebacker and pretty much a guy that can just play special teams for us right away. So they actually had him as a round five uh, projection here by Lance Zierlein. He was four seasons as a starter, so he's got a lot of experience at Georgia Tech. Tough enough for position switch to linebacker, possesses sideline to sideline range, gets downhill quickly to cut off runners' angles, cover background to match against tight ends, runs all the way through pass catchers with good force, face-up tackler who lands pads on pads before wrapping, should step into an immediate special teams role. So this is the guy here who, uh, again, the Packers struggled mightily with, with special teams last season, to say the least. And you're looking at a guy here who can uh, he can contribute right away to the team in special teams, and he's going to be a backup hybrid kind of linebacker uh, guy for us. So I'm excited about Tariq Carpenter, always a fan of Georgia Tech. Uh, so welcome to the team. Uh, we'll move on to Jonathan Ford, a 5.58 uh, dr uh, draft grade here. They said he was going to be undrafted, but we're talking about a guy that's six foot five, 333 uh, arms and, and hands. You can see there 
we get him in the early part of the seventh round. Uh, just a massive guy. Nose tackle with broad frame and intriguing snap quickness, but an alarming lack of impact on the game relative to his traits. Ford gets into the neutral zone with good knockback power, but he's more likely to generate penetration than to actually make a play. And sometimes that's fine. You know, you, you put guys like him next to some other guys because, okay, if he's going to generate penetration, he's going to free up some guys. So uh, he's a three-year starter, wide, thick bone frame, times up snap and comes out quickly, knockback power to move the line of scrimmage, it penetrates into the backfield once he hits an edge, uh, foot fake set up an opposite gap attack in 29 tape flashes pass rush potential at a lighter weight. So uh, we'll see what happens here. Maybe he didn't have uh, the best people playing with him on that defensive line here, but I'm excited. Six foot five, three thirty three. You have my attention. Uh, Rashid Walker, offensive lineman from Penn State. Good backup with the potential to develop into starter. So this is the thing. The Packers, like we just continue to land guys, and it doesn't matter third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. You, if you're drafted by the Packers, you're expected uh, to be a, a guy that could start at some point. Uh, they had him as a round three draft grade. Deion Dawkins was his pro comparison. Uh, you guys can read up on some of this stuff here. But I just, again, they don't even have him listed here on our lads. But you're talking about uh, the Packers are, this is the potential starters here. Bakhtiari, Runyon, Myers, Newman, Jenkins. Uh, Josh Neiman for sure can play right tackle. But adding Sean Ryan, adding Zach Tom, the Packers are eight deep just with those picks alone. And then you're, you're, you're telling me Rasheed Walker could develop into a starter. Packers might have... They might have nine to ten starting offensive linemen on their roster uh, as of today. So Rashid Walker, six foot six, three thirteen, excited about what he can do. Displayed ability for quick and vertical sets. Stout core withstands a bull rush. Fire hands throughout defenders' pads. Sounds like he could be our right tackle. So we'll see here. Six foot six. That's great size. Uh, you like the arms and the hand strength here too. So Rashid Walker, definitely one to watch. And then our last guy. Uh, Samare Toure, Nebraska wide receiver. They didn't even have him on the NFL draft profile, but last year uh, for Nebraska Cornhuskers, 46 catches, almost 900 yards, and five touchdowns. His top traits, route running, hands, versatility. And it's kind of funny because like, they don't show it here, but he actually played for Montana. And I don't know why I can't find his stats, um, but if I just look up Tamari Toure, Samare Toure stats, we'll go to college here. Uh, he transferred. Uh, and again, now that like everyone's on a college team that loses their or NFL team that loses their college stats, unfortunately, uh, let me see if I can find Samari Tour. It just goes back to it. But he was dominant at Montana when he played there. Uh, he's a guy that I think had almost 1,500 receiving yards, I think 80-some catches, and ended up having like 13 touchdowns. So uh, Samari Toure, uh, he also had a high RAS score. So he's a guy here that's going to probably compete here. And if he's our worst receiver, that's great. You're going to be looking at Romeo Dobbs, Samari Toure. These guys are going to be our sixth and seventh receivers. I'm assuming Winfrey, Malik Taylor, Rico Gafford, Chris Blair, these guys are all probably gone. Maybe Jawan Winfrey sticks around on the practice squad, Malik Taylor as well. Uh, but that's it, guys. Exciting, exciting class. This is a longer video. Hope you guys use the YouTube tags to jump around. But I am pumped up. I am pumped up. Let me know what you guys think. What was your favorite pick? Uh, I, I love the Christian Watson pick. I wish we could have had two picks in the second round, but uh, the Packers wanted the receiver. They went up and got him. I can't argue for that after uh, after not making the move in the first round. So, uh, but whew, exciting, exciting times. It looks like a really well-balanced draft for the Packers. Offensive line is stacked and, and, and ready to roll. I'm excited to see what the receiving core looks like. Hey, guys, we have a defense. The Packers have a defense. So uh, thank you so much for your time. That's going to do it for this video. I'm glad you guys hung out with me. Subscribe if you're new. Like the video. That helps the channel grow. And uh, go Pack Go. Adios. Adios.